0: I don't know if you can hear all the kids in the background or not. They're all outside right now,
1: so. I mean, it adds ambiance, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, certainly, certainly.
1: <laughs> but, like, is John a kidnapper? We'll never know.
0: <laughs> I this will probably help um, sound as well, so. And this chair is, like, super squeaky, so.
1: But, um, yeah, I don't know. So let's see. Um, I think we can just start. I don't think there's anything stopping us. Yeah, I don't think so. All right.
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to This is a Terrible Place to Live. Uh, This week we are discussing uh, the movie Dead Poets Society. All Them Dead Poets. All Them Dead Poets. Um, so we should just up front get out of the way that this is a spoiler discussion for this movie, which obviously it's it's so old at this point that like... if you've You wanted, had it. If, if you wanted to watch it, you were going to watch it. Okay? If you're coming into this, you know that this is going to touch spoilers. But just be aware. Like, okay? And also um, slight content warning uh, for the for the film's contents and what we'll end up talking about, I assume. So...
1: No, we're going to just skirt past that. We're not even going to bring it up. <laughs> we'll be like, and then they live happily ever after, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, David and I um, have discussed this briefly. David really didn't want to tell me his opinions until we got onto the podcast, um, but I'm the type of person who will just uh, blab anyway. So I was—I think I already gave some of my thoughts in, in text, but you may have attempted to not read them. Um, I I well, I know up, up front that uh, I liked this movie better than David.
1: Yeah, yeah, I wasn't a big fan of it to be honest. <laughs> um, and so i oh, you go ahead, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was no, just gonna
0: no. say, um, the the thing is, I um, I'm open to uh, be changed. I know what I what I think I'm going to give this rating at the end. Um, but I'm open to having my opinion changed, uh, by, by your argument. Um, so, okay. so that's, that's where I stand on this at the moment.
1: I was, uh, doing some research today for the episode, trying to, uh, understand why people like it as much as they do, because I don't get it at all, really. Um, there like, there are a few moments that I think, oh, that's really well done. I enjoy that. But for the most part, I didn't, I didn't like this movie. Um,
0: I like this movie. Um, and, and we'll get into probably like a quick summary of the movie and then, and then, uh, start talking about like specifics, but like, I like this movie for what I feel like it says, not what I feel like it's trying to say. Cause I think it's actual point is terrible. And I think the point that it actually makes is
1: wonderful. So... <laughs> uh well its actual point is just boring it's something that we've heard so many times well and its actual point is wrong
0: (laughs) like i would i would say that it makes a it makes a good stance uh but it's the exact opposite of what it's trying to say so um but we should we should get into like the summary for anyone who decided to listen to this without watching the movie
1: yeah i guess so um let's see
0: uh, is there a good summary on IMDb because we are so bad at summarizing movie plots that we should probably
1: just let someone else do it for us. I was reading letterboxd reviews for it, uh, after I watched it and my favorite summary of the movie was Harry Potter without the magic. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen Harry Potter. So that, that doesn't really make, uh, like it's not a super, uh, 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 I don't, I don't know what words I'm looking for. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but that does seem, I it's mean, just boarding school, right? It's just
1: yeah, rich people at school. Here, I can, I can adventures.
0: give it, I can give a summary. Um, rich white boys learn that they, uh, can rebel against their parents. Uh, and then when they do and their parents tell them that that's bad, uh, they get all depressy and then one of them kills themselves. Oh,
1: boy. And the teacher gets fired. The the end. But really, the boy killing himself is just that so you can get to the teacher being fired? I think. That's my opinion. Okay,
0: okay. interesting.
1: It, it doesn't seem like that that's what the plot was building to. The plot is building to Robin Williams leaving because there's a whole thing with him betting, butting heads with the faculty there, you know. And they're... They want to get rid of him, you know? So it's going to be any, any incident at the end is going to be an excuse to get rid of him. It doesn't really matter what the incident is, but they made it that.
0: Okay. Interesting. So, so I see this movie a little bit differently because I don't feel like the, I don't feel like Robin Williams character is important. I feel like he is not, I feel like he's very much a side character to the actual like plot. I feel like the actual plot is really about the boys realizing that uh, the way that their lives are controlled is making them into someone they don't want to be and them trying to break out of it. And Robin Williams character is really just there as like the, the pushing off point for that realization for them. Um, and then I feel like the, the rest of the plot kind of goes from there and I, I can get more into specifics later about what specifically I think, because I did tell you a little bit, uh, I think this is a, I think this is unintentionally a, a breakdown of uh, young, closeted, uh, queer uh,
1: men. Yes, but at the same time, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely dealing with repressed sexuality, right? Right, yeah. But what I think a lot of people interpret as um, a, st- a story of them coming to terms with their sexuality can come off a little bit like uh, an incel plotline, you know at least in some of the characters not necessarily the main two but in all the peripheral characters that's what it comes off as and it's really weird I don't like it <laughs>
0: I would say there's, um, there's, there's, I have some list of things that I really don't like about this movie. So like there are things I hate about this movie and that is one of them that like one of the on, main plot we... points is very, very uh, in cell, but like,
1: th- we'll get into that. Um, what were you going to say? Oh, oh, the plot line I thought you were talking about. And I agree this plot line is terrible and they don't even resolve it. it oh, no, it's no. never <laughs> um, the whole thing with, the kid knocks who goes to dinner and he meets the girl there and like, he won't leave her alone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That that's one. the one.
1: <laughs> oh, you're frozen.
0: Oh, you were too for a second, but can you still hear me? Yeah. Okay. We well, can, I can we still can hear you.
1: freezing. Yeah. I'm uh, not going to be right.
0: using video anyway. So.
1: All right. Actually, we shouldn't get to that yet. I don't even know. Um, (laughs) Okay. So yeah, we should do the background on the movie now. Um, So it's directed by Peter Weir, who I've only ever seen, I think one of his, I think the only movie of his that I've seen other than this is uh, The Truman Show. um, Yeah, that's the only one I remember. I like a lot more. I think that's a great movie. Um, He did Master and Commander, which I'd like to see and that's one the of those back that's uh, one of those films
0: did... that um the master and commander is one of those films that people always talk about um so much so that i'm pretty certain i will hate it
1: if i watch it uh not a lot of people talk about it to me <laughs> but uh i don't know it looks fun to me russell crowe on a boat it looks like horatio <laughs> hornblower which i like so yeah yeah um uh, honestly, I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about Peter Weir, other Not a
0: lot of his Go ahead. A lot of his movies I just I've never heard of them. Like The Last Wave, Green Card. Like I don't even know what his role is because I'm not on IMDb. I'm just like on an overview of films he's worked on. I just don't I I don't know what they are. I've never heard of them.
1: Well, so if you were gonna compare this to Truman Show, which I think is fair. Yeah. I think Truman Show is a much better way of addressing the same subject. You know what I mean? So thematically, there's a lot of like breaking out of norms and uh, external
0: control how you've been and told repression. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Societal norms, and et that,
1: And that movie does it so much better, you know? <laughs> and I think it's just a much more entertaining movie all around.
0: I would I wouldn't say that movie necessarily does it better. I think that movie, because it is so fictionalized, you know, where like it's not set in something that's re realistic like a boarding school, it's easier for them to not accidentally send the wrong messages, right? Because it's entirely ridiculous in its plot.
1: I don't know. I think What works about that one is it's much more to the point. There's not a lot of like side characters, you know, it's about Truman and Truman's journey, you know, all of the like shit that's going on on the side of dead poet society is a lot of what makes it worse for me.
0: That's fair. Yeah. And I will say that I, I, when David, David pitched this movie to me um, because he, didn't like it. So I went in knowing that you didn't like it. Um, and at first I was like, Oh, I can see why this is, this is terrible. I, I already am lost. Like I don't, I'm not following this. I don't really like the plot. This seems to be a kind of, uh, it's got like an, a negative message. Um, and, and it gets all the way up until probably the last, mm, I don't know. I'd say probably the last, like two fifths of the movie it it kind of feels like it's pointless and then i feel like the ending kind of saved it for me in a way that made me really like it
1: uh the ending uh pissed me off um uh, so yeah i think we're just uh we took it different ways that's all right <laughs>
0: So, so we, we should, uh, we should get into some of the specific, uh, plot lines and whatnot that.
1: Yeah. So movie starts it's, uh, Oh, are we going to, if I do this, it's going to end up like, uh, the homeless for the holidays episode. Well, I think, I think instead
0: of trying to like summarize the entire film, because let's just assume that people know the basic plot line. Mm-hmm. and let's just talk about the specific storylines that we want to, and then we'll we'll do those one at a time, right? So we won't okay. have to do it in order. We just do it in order of the storyline that we want to talk about.
1: I do want to talk about what you were saying about it uh, being um, – about sexuality and all of that. Um, I think that's unintentional, but yeah, yeah. I don't like interpreting. So I don't know if you mean like more generally or if you mean like specifically in the story because I've read like some different interpretations of it in the story saying that uh Neil and Todd are a couple which I think is a weird N-
0: No. No, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, and I think that that does a disservice to male friendships in movies. Uh it's Kind of like in the Lord of the Rings where just having such like a, a tender friendship, Frodo and Sam, people are like, ah, oh, it's because they're gay. And I think that a lot of times if a, a friendship comes off too earnest, then it's like, uh, they mu- they love each other.
0: must be gay. <laughs> no, I don't think so. So, um, let's talk about that plotline a little bit because I, what I think is happening there is I think that I, I think that is it Todd is the quiet one, right?
1: Uh yeah, Todd is Ethan Hawke. Yeah, and then Neil,
0: I think Neil I think himself. Todd is, uh, neurodivergent, just autistic or something like that, and I I feel like his plot line is actually probably the most damaging, uh, because it basically is, the the basic plot of his is that he's uncomfortable, in, uh, in Robin Williams class i forget his name too i forget all the names uh they're so unimportant his name
1: is uh keatings
0: keating yeah he's he's uncomfortable in the class and instead of trying to work with him to help him become comfortable he forces him to step out of his comfort zone in front of everyone and and it's honestly and then it works and it just mean to him oh yeah and then and but then it just works and it fixes him so like the mess the moral of the story is like don't I don't know what the moral of the story is. Like he's he's a really terrible teacher and like that's like that's probably the weakest part of this for me is like <laughs> I, I when watching it I was like, "Oh, this is this is the story of how a uh, a teacher pushed a neurodivergent kid into doing something he's really uncomfortable with and it's passed off as a good thing." And I just I don't know. I, it makes me really uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. Um, I really do like Ethan Hawke's performance, though. I, I'm a big fan of him, just generally. Um, he's okay. really good in First Reformed. I just watched the Before trilogy, the Richard Linklater series, and he was amazing in that. But those are obviously a little later in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think this was his first movie. I'm not sure.
0: I don't know. I, I think he's probably the best actor in this by far for me.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and to be fair, I'm not a
0: huge <laughs> fan of Robin Williams in general. Um, he does fine in this movie. He's not like bad well, or anything. I just I like Robin fan.
1: Williams when he's not doing his Robin Williams, like, shtick, you know?
0: Right, right. Um,
1: which he, for the most part, he does tone down a bit in this movie, but there's still the, <laughs> he can't help himself, you know? He does like his little voices for no reason, you know? yeah yeah um I don't know it just bugs me uh <laughs> it's like that's not a real person that's you and your <laughs> just i don't know yeah he, um what was I gonna say sorry are you there
0: yeah I'm here I'm listening
1: Yeah, you're frozen on my thing. Uh, You're frozen on mine too, but I can hear you. Okay. Um, Anyway. Uh, Robin Williams. All right. Aha, the return. I changed locations. I'm now no longer parked outside of a Taco Bell. I'm parked elsewhere. Good, good, good. um, You were saying
0: something when it comes. I was.
1: I was talking about Robin Williams. I was talking (laughs) about how he uh likes to bring his robin williams uh stand-up voices and persona into his characters um sometimes to the detriment of the characters
0: yeah i would agree with that
1: i think his best performances are in insomnia and in goodwill hunting of the things that i've seen him in
0: To, to be honest i I haven't seen either of those. And I, Insomnia, I don't know why I haven't bothered. Goodwill Hunting, I have not seen it because I just don't want to sit through Robin Williams.
1: Um, I think in those movies, he's able to subdue his tendencies to um, kind of choose scenery. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. gets carried away and he, he starts having fun with it, you know? And I think it's best when he doesn't do that because he's a naturally charming person. So if he's able to just like tone it down, then he comes off like an actual person. Right. Right. <laughs> um, And obviously he's good in Aladdin because he's not playing a person. He's playing. Right. This,
0: he's He's playing a
1: mythical being. Yeah. That was built to be Robin Williams. So like. That one makes sense, I think. But yeah. In this movie, he's just weird for no reason. Um there are things where I get, okay, cool, you're trying to stir things up in the classroom, get them interested. But then there are other things it's just like why would anyone do that? Quit being weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I feel like the, the movie suffers more of a a writing issue more than it does a Robin Williams issue though I feel I agree I feel like the character of of the teacher is just written to be a little bit too over the top really yeah
1: um so anyway that oh yeah you were saying writing issue I agree with you that there's a lot of like sloppy writing throughout the movie, um, to the point <laughs> the ending, I think, is very sloppy, in my opinion. Uh, they don't set it up well at all. Um, yeah, anyway. But this movie won Best Screenplay at the Oscars. It was nominated for four Oscars, and that was the only one it won. It was nominated for like best picture and best director and best actor as well, but it only won best screenplay.
0: You know, the, the odd thing here is I, if it was going to win an Oscar, I don't feel like direction or acting really like screenplay is where it would win. Like that makes sense, but also it does have a a major writing issue and that, and that, it, it has a lot of plot lines that it never resolves. Um, it, it brings up like backstory without giving actual reason for it to exist. Right. Like there's, um, there's some hints that like something with the teachers, like love life at one point, like yeah. writing letters and it just, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be there. It's very unnecessary fluff. And it doesn't get resolved, it's just there.
1: Um, <laughs> so, I was doing, uh, when I was doing my research for this episode, I uh, checked Roger Ebert as I do for most things uh, that I watch. So pretentious. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just like to hear you just joking. The guy has some interesting takes and it's it, it sometimes surprises you, you know? Anyway, for this one though, I was happy to find that he agreed with me. He said that the screenplay is a collection of pious platitudes. Um, I mean, that is kind of the
0: point though. Like, it's Is a, it the point? Yeah, I think that is the point, right? Like the screenplay is written as if it were like a poem written by one of these, these boys, right. It's, it's supposed to kind of be pretentious poetry written by someone who's not pretentious. Like I, I it's kind of hard to explain what I'm trying to trying to say. Cause I don't know if that's like really like, I don't know if that was what they were thinking when they wrote it. Uh, but that's how it comes across. Like it, it's supposed to seem like poetry.
1: I don't like that. I don't like poetry. I think that this movie is just so overly up until the ending, which uh, anyway, for the most part, it's just overly preachy and saccharine and just like too much you know what i mean it's one of those movies that's a very like message movie and i don't like that
0: but and i you don't know what I, mean? I don't feel like it has i don't feel like it has a message right like that it on, on that it's purposefully giving like the message of this movie is like don't let adults control your life i guess which is a fine message but like they do it all wrong like i don't know It it seems like the message that they're trying to make is is inaccurate
1: yeah incomplete
0: (laughs) and i think you know the the going back to the like the the storyline with uh todd and uh the other kid the one that kills himself neil Neil, yeah Mm -hmm. i i feel like they they kind of unintentionally set them up for that like what you were saying where like people can interpret it as like a relationship thing um because what I think it it actually touches on is in in that storyline we have the, the Todd playing the part of the person who is kind of shy and new and maybe more uncomfortable with everything and Neil is like the person there that's like actually listening and caring and trying to like be there for him as a friend mm-hmm. and they, they have that bond, but most of that bond is off screen. Like the only time that we really see that bond is in the one scene where he's writing his, his poem. And then he like steals it from him and tries to read it and like teases him about it. And then in, in the, the end of the movie, when he's like crying, uh, when he, when he gets the news about Neil, um, and i think they also kind of muddy it because neil's storyline is kind of like a young young boy discovering a side of himself that he never was allowed to to discover and i feel like i feel like neil's story is handled very well mm-hmm. and that every other story is not and that this movie's main problem is that they tried to handle five storylines at once
1: yeah i think they definitely should have cut the whole thing with Knox, I don't like him at all.
0: No, Knox is a terrible character.
1: They should have cut everything with uh the guy who changes his name and makes it like
0: yeah. really Yeah. Like <laughs> he, he really should have just been the joke character if at if there at all.
1: Um well he's not funny either, so I don't know that he should have been in the movie. I don't think it should have been the Dead Poet Society. Um I don't think there should have been a society. I think it should have just been Neil and Todd. Um,
0: That would have been a a better movie, but I also think that that is just changing the movie, right? So I guess what we're both saying here is we wish this was a different movie.
1: (laughs) Yes, yeah, honestly. Um, The only other side character that I even vaguely like uh, is the smart guy, Meeks. He seems cool. I'd hang out with Meeks. <laughs> I,
0: I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like Meeks is kind of, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Meeks, right? Because I confused him with, like, the the guy that first rats them out.
1: Oh, yeah, Cameron. Because oh, they're, Cameron. they're super oh. similar,
0: but one's more nerdy than the other, right? And, and Cameron's character does absolutely nothing until yeah. the
1: end. Like I don't And um, until he rats them out, which is a oh, I hated that. I was like, oh, this would have been impactful if you'd set him up as a character, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, if he had any sort of like weight to to his relationship with them, it would make that scene like heavy in some way. But it's not because I was sitting there going, Wait, is that the nerdy guy? That's not the nerdy guy. Which guy is that? what did he do i don't remember him
1: yeah there's a whole bunch of nothing in this movie um
0: there's a whole lot of reciting poetry for no reason (laughs) other than the fact that it's about boys reciting poetry through the woods yeah like there's a scene where they're just running through the woods yelling uh carpe diem and it's like, wow, oh. I, I hate that. Also, I didn't realize that that was from this movie. That's like a thing that people said for a long time that I just didn't know what it was from.
1: I don't think it's from this. I think it's just a phrase.
0: I mean, it's just a phrase, but like the, the use of it as like a bunch of kids running around shouting it as a cliche. I
1: don't think, I don't know. I wasn't around before 89. <laughs> I don't know what.
0: I wasn't I know either. What. I'm just saying like, <laughs> It, it just, I, I, I know that as a cliche already that like teenage boys in the phrase carpe diem. And I, I think that probably spawned from this movie, like the cliche of it,
1: but like. Yeah. And it's dumb. It's dumb. Yeah. I think it sets people up for an unrealistic expectation of their lives that if you're not living enough, then you're not doing well. You know what I mean?
0: That's fair. I think the point it was trying to make was that, like, you should be more free with how you live before you have habits and patterns and a life that locks you into a certain way of living that you're not happy with. But it doesn't do that well. It doesn't make that point because in the end, they don't learn that.
1: I think it's just... (laughs) I don't think it's honestly that deep. I think that the screenwriter was just sort of like, I don't know, live, be creative, fuck it, I don't know. <laughs> I don't and he put I... like a bunch of vague messaging in there about that. And then he's like, if you can't do that, I don't know, you're going to kill yourself.
0: Okay, that that I don't think is, is, is fair. Because I feel like Neil's storyline is more about, I think that that's where I feel that this is, maybe even unintentionally, but a, a queer story in that I feel like that is about a young man discovering a part of himself that is very important to him. And then the people around him don't respect it. And he feels like he has to show them, right? He's, he's putting on this show, but the only person who sees the show is him. And that's why I really like it. So that scene where he kills himself, I really love the way that they did that because they show that he does it's very dramatic for him it's a performance right yeah it's a performance and he sees it as like his last stage play as like a poetic way to die like a Shakespearean character putting on this performance but then when they actually find him all they have is a naked dead boy in their office right it didn't and teach then it does anyone that a lesson a it, didn't, it, it didn't it does that yeah it didn't teach anyone a lesson right. Yeah. It was not a statement. The th- the people that it was supposed to be in your face to did not take it the way that he intended it. It was a bad thing. And that's why I really like it is it it shows that he thinks he's making this um, amazing like theatrical performance that's going to make them question the way that they treated him. But instead, it 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 does nothing. Nothing matters. It hurts everyone around him. Yeah, yeah. it just hurts everyone else and it, it's not important at all. And his statement goes unheard because he wasn't there to speak it. And that's why I really like it. I feel like they, they did that well. Whereas like other things like, and you, you can compare this to 13 reasons why, if you want, uh, which we don't have to, but I will. Um, okay. I, I like 13 reasons why season one, I haven't seen the rest of them. Um, but there is, there is something to be said about the way that they, they handle suicide and, and, um, self-harm in in the show where it's like they show it as like a i'll show them and then it works right like it actually shows them it is a statement that they can yeah. hear uh, which is which is where like the controversy comes is kind of like glorifying it and i feel like that's what this movie did well was that they they make it they show what the thought process of the person was but then show that it also was not beneficial to anybody.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't think I cared enough about any of the characters other than Todd. And I think that if they had cut down the rest of the stuff, like I was saying, and made it just about Neil and Todd, I could have cared. There's too much other crap going on for me to, to for me to honestly care about those characters because the movie it's just, I think one of its strengths is that it what it is able to do with what it gives them, it's just those two playing it really well. Ethan Hawk and uh, I forget his name, the guy who plays Neil. They're able to like show how much they care about each other despite it not being not giving them enough time just on screen together, you know yeah, yeah I think I think they they
0: made a a, a big mistake including Knox at all.
1: Yeah, it's real dumb,
0: but it's also you know the, the what's, what, this movie's from what 89 uh-huh. And it's, it's got that, that classic eighties problem of being extremely misogynistic and then playing it as a good thing because his, his storyline is just,
1: he sees a girl once and then he's like, all right, I'm in love with her. I won't stop till she's mine because Robin Williams told me to seize the day. And in this circumstance, to me, it means that I need to own this woman. Yeah, so, I need
0: to I need to control this woman's life. This girl that is in a relationship with another person. Yeah. And
1: then he, he And then there's oh wait, hang on. Hang man. on. There's there's classic incel. Uh when he goes back that night, he they're all at their study group thing, he's telling them about it, and then he says, um, uh, all the pretty girls always date the assholes something like that, basically. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just like, oh, get over yourself. You're not, you're not some hero, you know? like. Well, well, and like, it's,
0: he's not even not an asshole. Like, he is an asshole, and he proves yeah. that. Like, I, I don't understand, like, <laughs> I don't understand his plot line, right? Like, I don't even understand it from like a, oh, times have changed perspective. It's just not good. And it,
1: they don't resolve it. The last you see of him chasing after uh chris which that always caught me off guard i was like who's chris i was like <laughs> I was like is chris one of the other guys here right <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> it's just them sitting in the theater
1: yeah it's just them watching the play and you're like how did that turn out what I, happened well, and it's
0: supposed to be like Oh, he's like so nice. Like he wanted to see a play with her. Her boyfriend doesn't want to go see plays because he's too. Uh, he
1: plays football. He's he too masculine. He doesn't like it.
0: art. And it's like, well, no. You
1: never read poetry to her.
0: Like, and it's weird because like the rest of the the rest of the film seems to be like. They need to break break free of the toxic masculinity that they're being taught at their school or whatever, right? But then uh, his plot line is I'm breaking free of this toxic masculinity and I'm going into this other toxic masculinity.
1: Yeah, and it's like, why? What, why? If, we, what if we switch flavors? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> um. Yeah, his plot line horrible. There's uh some some light sexual harassment. Uh, I mean, and, it's not light. He kisses her on the couch when she's—is she even? Oh, awake? that's not Is what I was. Sleeping? That's not what I was referring to. I was referring to uh, the uh, what's his name? Oh well, never mind. Oh, the the guy that changed his name. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Um, him as well. But anyway, oh yeah, yeah. So on on the couch, yeah, she's fully asleep, and then he kisses her, and he and right before he says "carpe diem," like this. Oh,
0: you 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 The just movie,
1: I gotta what? You,
0: you you broke up there, right before he says okay, uh, "carpe diem." What? I was just
1: yeah. He he says "carpe diem" right before he kisses her while she's asleep, and then everyone is like, dude what the hell are you doing? We're going to beat you up now. That's not cool. And then he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then she feels bad for
0: him. Well, then she's like, it's okay. Oh my gosh. Don't be so hard on him. He just, I don't know, assaulted me. Yeah. Oh, like fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) But like also her boyfriend's not like great either, but like they portray him that way for for no reason? I don't understand like
1: Well, we don't know anything about her boyfriend. He they has just like two lines. He's
0: so one-dimensional. It's like if you were going to make us like pit these guys against each other, at least give them
1: character. I think some of that is It does make sense where it's um you're jealous of someone, so then if it's being portrayed from your perspective, you don't even have to know anything about that person, you're just like ah, oh, they're the worst you only see bad, even if you haven't ever really spoken to them. Right. You know what
0: I mean? Um But I find it interesting that like, he's got a problem with the fact that they're all drinking, <laughs> but like, wouldn't that fall under their whole carpe diem thing? Like it's kind of like a weird double standard that he's holding. And I don't understand where that, I don't understand where that connection is. Right. Like,
1: yeah, he's just weird. None of him makes sense. <laughs>
0: I just I don't understand why he's there, right? Cuz like we said, his plotline doesn't resolve at all. Yeah. <sighs> yep.
1: So it's that, almost like this movie is bloated and has too many characters.
0: I was about to say this movie is very bloated. Yeah. It's um It's 2 hours, but it feels like 3. <laughs> yeah. I'll say that. Yes it does. Yeah. <laughs> and and like I gave this I think I gave this four stars because I, I did enjoy parts of it. And I feel like it had, I feel like the message it gives of unintentionally of looking at how, um, even people like that are in like high class society raised in like these rich people, boarding schools, are being trained into ways that they will like into habits that they'll carry for the rest of their lives. And that there are people that will come along to try to help them out of that. But then in the end, they do more harm than good. Like, I feel like it, it, it has that sentence. I'd like that, that, um, that sentiment throughout it, but I don't think it's purposeful. I think that it's like supposed to be like good teacher got fired by bad people. But in the end, it's really like this person was bad and this person was also bad. And they are giving these children terrible perspectives on life that fall into these extremes that are both horrible. And in the end, all of these children are worse
1: off for it. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite moment in the whole movie is I think their second class with uh, Robin Williams where they're graphing all of the like how to tell whether or not a poem is good where
0: they rip out the introduction to the book
1: yeah i'm like okay i like that that (laughs) that's good that art isn't about about like quantifiable metrics necessarily that it's about how it makes you feel you know
0: right yeah i would agree
1: um I say that when at the end of this podcast, we're going to give it a score.
0: Um, well, but we don't give our scores on anything like specific, like, oh, this is, you know, high literature or whatever. This is like- oh, Yeah,
1: I got a 7.5 in technical. Uh- <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, we just give it based on what we feel about it, right? So- Yeah. Um, but like, I feel like that scene is also like, th- that class, I I feel like it it's probably the- best of the classes mm-hmm. but it's also still got a main like a, a major problem which is mm-hmm. that he doesn't actually teach them anything
1: right? yeah, he yeah just he's a bad like, teacher
0: he's just like this is what they want you to think and i don't want you to think that next class and it's like well <laughs> yes you 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 want to break out of this like terrible way of viewing literature but like you have given them no actual instruction on anything there's nothing there right
1: i think he gives them one assignment throughout the entire thing and it's write a poem
0: he also gives them an acting assignment accidentally right like it's not on purpose but he's he's like uh walk around but walk differently than everyone else oh yeah (laughs) which is basically just acting he's like learn to not follow everyone else but like stand out and do your own thing it has nothing to do with poetry it has nothing to do with literature they're not
1: writing anything (laughs) yeah he just gives them vague life advice really it's not any sort of class Um, like when the the other teacher comes in at the end and is like so where are y'all in your textbook?" And like, uh, like, no, he just sort of like wings. Of it. <laughs> the other teacher's understandably like confused and upset by that. Like you have to be learning something here.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that teacher, that teacher is, the movie sets him up so that you see him and go, Oh, he's bad. He's part of the system. But honestly, any teacher that comes in to take over that class is going to be like, what do you mean you aren't at a specific point in the, textbook like honestly
1: you have to have a teaching
0: plan right you have to have learned something like you can impart your opinion impart your opinion on like the class about whether or not this is worth something but you still have to follow the the lecture structure like you still have to have a teaching plan you have to
1: have a curriculum of some sort
0: what was your curriculum (laughs) here your curriculum was Go, giving them slips of
1: paper and then go play soccer. What?
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't understand. Like, why are we supposed to be on his side as a teacher when he's literally done nothing?
1: Honestly, uh, to me, it comes off like Robin Williams is just lazy, <laughs> and he's like, "I'll <laughs> bullshit through it." <laughs> um. Okay, I guess we should get to the end. We've talked about general. Likes, dislikes with the movie as a whole. Right. Yeah. Okay. You wanna you wanna take it. You can talk about what you like. Um, I guess you did to some extent. I did. I did talk suicide about thing. the
0: suicide scene already, and I don't really have much more to add about that. Um, I didn't spe- like specifically talk about like his acting or at all. Um, mm-hmm. Which, I mean, clearly, like he lies to his teacher and tells him that he got permission from his dad to go act, and then that backfires because everybody blames the teacher for encouraging him to go against his dad's wishes and whatnot and blah, 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 blah. But like, I mean, that's not really important. I feel like it doesn't, it doesn't really matter so much to the story, which is again, it's a huge part of the story. So if it doesn't matter, then what is the story? Um, But the the end of this movie kind of makes me just go, oh, okay, nothing matters.
1: So do you like it? (laughs)
0: Yes. It
1: sounds like you don't, though.
0: (laughs) I have major issues with it, but I like it in spite of those issues.
1: Okay. I think the ending was tacky. I don't think it handled suicide well at all. Um, I think that as I said earlier, it used it sort of just as a plot device to get to the end moment with Robin Williams. Um, and because people will see a movie where someone kills himself and they'll go, Oh, wow. I didn't expect that. That made me feel something. And then they'll like it because of that, which I'm not saying you're doing, but people do that. Right. Um, and (sighs) Also, the way in which it was shot was really weird, um, w- with them finding his body um, because they sort of make you think, "Oh, was that a dream? Did that happen?" Right. And then when they do find it, I think it should have been much more toned down. But then they do the worst zoom in ever; it sucks it's, it's so very, bad. Very
0: bad. Yeah, that that shot is very bad. <laughs>
1: um, so then. I laughed out loud when I that.
0: You, you broke up And it up just there.
1: completely took me out of what had happened. So that's the big reveal moment where you find out for sure this did happen. Oh, uh, what? You just broke up a little bit. Did I cut out? Yeah. Okay. Um, so then the moment that you find out that that for sure did happen, I'm taken out of it because they chose to do that and just... uh.
0: Yeah, the, the terrible and, zoom in.
1: Yeah, <laughs> And at no point before this, I think they'd, they'd set up, okay, he really cares about acting. This is who he wants to be, right? I don't think they'd set up enough how upset it makes him that he can't act, right? Because most of, okay, so you find out that he cares about acting when he brings in the thing. And he says, oh, from when I was really young, I always wanted to try acting. This could be really fun, Right? Right. But then all of the time that you see him after that, he's still in the play. He's acting and everything, right? Sure. He's having to fight his father for it. You don't see how upset it makes him that he can't. You know what I mean? Right. So then I don't, I think they wanted to make it come as a twist. So then they didn't make it realistic. So,
0: okay, so I, so I don't want to make have this come off as me trying to be like, it's actually really good because I think it's written poorly. Um, mm-hmm. I think that part of the problem is that they focus so much on like the other plot lines that didn't matter that they didn't really set it up well, like you're saying. They didn't set up his love of acting or anything like that. And it, they shoot it in a way that's a little bit awkward at the end. Um, but I think what it is is not... I don't think it's supposed to be that he just can't live without acting. I think it is that he can't live with the idea of his parents controlling his life any longer. And he feels like the only way that he can make a statement to them about how much he hates the fact that they're going to send him to another 10 years of school is by killing himself. And that it's his only option to get out of something that he sees as worse than death. And he feels like, And the reason they shoot it like a dream is that he feels like it's his theatrical end. It's his, his final moment to be brilliant. Um, And then it's supposed to be very stark contrast between that, what he sees it as and what it actually is. And so I think that's what they're going for. And like I said, I don't, I don't think it's well done in the sense that I feel like they, they kind of, flopped the ending uh, there by making it kind of cheesy with like the zoom in and whatnot. And that they didn't really set it up well enough for it to be, it's not expected, but it's also not unexpected. It's not a twist, but it's not a, it's not really like, you don't see it coming in the way that it's like makes sense to the plot because they, they introduced that plot line so late into the movie
1: yeah, it's fully like halfway in that this even starts right and then it's what leads to the Right. To the and, climax. and I think
0: I think because of that, it's harder for anyone to accept that it's not actually about the acting. It's about him feeling like the control over his life is worse than death. And feeling like he has to make some sort of poetic statement to his parents and to the authorities that are controlling him. Uh, but that it doesn't come off that way because, because that's just not how that works.
1: I think. Well, I think the acting plotline confuses that point if that's what they're trying to do, you know, because they were controlling him before it. I think it should have been more small things building rather than oh, yeah, I don't know. Um,
0: and I think it, that 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 specifically, like the he goes and acts. And then his dad sees him at the play and then he gets in trouble and then he kills himself. That whole thing is very much where it becomes to me where I was like, Oh, this is kind of a a queer plot line. Right. Because it's, it's like, I won't have a son that is doing this, like this type of thing. This is like, it's, it, it, it unintentionally echoes the sentiment of, parents that are like i won't have a gay son
1: i think in the movie at that point the father is fully thinking i won't have a gay son i don't even think that that's like reading into it at all i think that that is just surface level his motivation right right but i i don't think that they set it up well for that i just
0: think that that's like and i i like the movie only because of that plot line like that's the main thing that's the part of the movie where i was like i like this movie but I feel like the movie could be about 15 minutes long
1: yeah <laughs> I I don't think that even the few the few poignant things that this movie has to say I don't think it saves it from the rest of it at all and then also it undercuts it by making it about Robin Williams
0: yeah that's fair that's fair
1: <laughs> they're like, Oh, this kid died, but isn't it sad that this guy got fired? Like, all right. What?
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't that. Okay. We didn't talk about that ending because the actual yeah. ending of the movie is uh, whatever the teacher's name is. Uh, going, uh, Keating Keating who the fuck cares going into <laughs> his classroom to pick up his uh, personal items that are still there during the class. And then, all of the students stand up on their desk as like an homage to him as he leaves. I And I, it's, it's really, oh. really dumb.
1: <laughs> Something that I wanted to bring up is how weird it is that, uh, Robin Williams asked them to call him captain.
0: Not just captain. Oh, captain, my captain.
1: Um, it's, uh, always strange when someone gives themselves a nickname. Um, <laughs> Well and that's I, very I wanted culty. It, yeah, I wanted it to get to the point where one of them was like, listen, dude, we're not gonna call you captain. Like it makes us uncomfortable. We'll stop doing this. <laughs>
0: like Oh yeah, I forgot that that when they stand up on the, the when Todd stands up on his desk, he says, Oh Captain my Captain my cat,
1: Yeah. Is, it's so I had to learn, cheesy. I had to learn that poem for for school. Um I never learned any poetry because fuck that. Dude, I had to learn Power of Years Ride. That poem is so long.
0: The only poetry I had to learn was Bible verses. Not poetry. I can recite,
1: I can recite Jabberwocky for you.
0: I'm good. Thanks, man. Also,
1: Also, poetry movie? They don't even bring up Jabberwocky. What is this? Best poem. I wanted... Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the character that... <laughs> changes his name whatever his name is. i don't remember it was so unimportant anyway i wanted him whenever he brings the girls to the cave i wanted him to you know how he's like just reciting poetry to them but they think he wrote it yeah uh, because they think women are stupid apparently this movie um, thinks
0: women are stupid Yes.
1: <laughs> i wanted him to start reciting jabberwocky to them <laughs> he goes T'was brillig in the slithy toves, did to gyron jimble in the wave, while Mimsy were the Borogobes, and the Moamwraiths sat grave. <laughs> and uh, hast thou slain the Jabberwock,
0: my son? That would have been better <laughs> than what is in the, in the movie, by a long shot. I don't even remember what poem he recites come him.
1: to my arms my beamish boy oh frabjous day Kalu Kale. he twirled in his joy <laughs> uh, uh best, yeah. Best poem
0: <laughs> yeah i don't know i feel like um they could have made like a comment about how like uh separating like separating kids in school can cause like young men to to be that, monsters to think that women are like below them right but instead that's just the movie's take is that women are below them
1: yeah i think that a movie about an all boys boarding school could be really interesting about how it like screws people up like where you're not interacting with other people you know what i mean yeah yeah uh, it's you're like, right, if- you're
0: right. This movie this movie is tragic in that uh it, it
1: could have been a lot better. It says, oh, what if we all uh form a cult in a cave? Maybe then we'll <laughs> be okay. What? Uh
0: well and like yeah. I feel like the main the main I don't know, the what what's the right word for it? The the main problem in the movie is that he incites them to do this dead poet society, but he never brings it up. They find it in like his yearbook and then are like, we got to do this. So like, he doesn't even tell them to do that. It's just that that was kind of part of, it's aligned with his rhetoric that he's teaching them. Yeah. So it's like, it, it does kind of make you go, okay, the teacher's not to blame, but the teacher is fully to blame.
1: I think it comes down to like them just being super impressionable and idolizing this person because he doesn't give them real work and he's just kind of a nice guy. So <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. I don't like it. Are we at the ratings rating stage of this? I think so. Okay. Um, I didn't enjoy this movie. I watched it again today for the episode.
0: Oh, very good. I, I watched it once when you told me to uh, last week yeah. and uh, haven't since.
1: Well, we were going to record then, but our yeah. country's falling apart. Our country is uh, falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> Fun times. Yeah. So uh, I think we should rate it now. I give it... Uh, I give it a zero. I don't watch it. Yeah. I was
0: expecting you to give it a zero. I came into this fully preparing to give it a two saying, watch it. I liked it. Um, But after talking about it, I I will give it a one. If you feel like you would like to see this, go ahead and watch it. It's not that important. It's not a, it's not a cornerstone to, to film at all.
1: Which is something that I find a lot. There are movies that people have enshrined where it's like, this is a touchstone. Right. You gotta get this. And then when you watch it, it's not all that, you know?
0: Yeah, I would um, agree. I, I often watch movies that are like hailed as some great thing.
1: And I go, I don't see it. So then other movies that I'll watch, not knowing anything about them, just going in, I'll get a lot out of. Uh, for instance, uh, last night I watched this movie, uh, East of Eden, with... Uh, uh, James Dean, and uh, that was really good. Um, yeah, it was just like a, a Cain and Abel story set in World War One America uh, on the West Coast. Yeah, it was really good. Mm-hmm. James Dean was the farmer getting some beans, but it was Cain and Abel where it makes Cain the sympathetic character, which I thought was a really cool take.
0: Right. well maybe I'll have to watch that. We can uh that's a good suggestion for people to watch instead.
1: Um Yeah. Oh that that could be something fun. If you give it a zero, you have to have a an alternate suggestion.
0: I like that. That's a good idea. I will probably not give many things zeros though, because that's just not I, I how I am. Um But we'll we'll see All right. we'll see moving forward. Um so that comes out to a an average of point five for this.
1: Not a good score. Not not a I think that's our lowest yet.
0: Yeah, well, no, um, Star, no, Star we, Wars has a 0.05, because we both gave it zeros, and I think Garrison gave it a
1: 0.5. Oh, yeah, that's a little weird. I don't know how, there's a, a possibility for a lower rating if there's an extra guest.
0: That's true, yeah, but we both gave it zeros, so if we're just going off of us, Star Wars has a zero, and this has a 0.5. No,
1: point. I think Garrison's rating should count, Okay, so it's a 0.05. This is a something. point
0: five it's like a point two five point three three yeah, it's a point no, I don't know. I'm not doing math today. Figure it out, yep,
1: <laughs> we're gonna look dumb. people are gonna listen to this, and they'll be like, I know exactly what it is, and I'm not yep. a
0: math major don't I don't have a I'm calculator on my desk.
1: all right, <laughs> this has been a terrible place to live um yeah, I guess we dead we... poets are out there and i don't like them and john kind of likes them
0: i feel like i feel like uh th- they could have been interesting
1: so also, uh, we don't, do know don't... What, we <laughs> oh, do, go ahead. we
0: do know what the next episode is going to be about oh do we, we do, do we want to tease
1: we... it yeah we'll tease it cats we're going to talk about cats 2019 that's not a tease we just told them
0: oh well uh, you a wanted...
1: tease would have been like meow and the people would have been like what ooh what are they going to talk about
0: okay cool well we're not teasing <laughs> it we're just telling you cats 2019 with a guest that you know that it's, likes cats that likes cats the musical
1: so should be some interesting stuff there all right bye bye peace out home squad why the fuck are
0: you still here